Welcome to Immerse Prophets reading for week 3, day 11. Immersed in Isaiah The prophet Isaiah was a contemporary of Micah, but his book contains 12 times as much material. It addresses many other nations besides Judah, the entire creation, in fact and also a variety of significant periods in Israel's covenant history, even beyond the prophet's lifetime. While Isaiah is a long book to read, it is foundational for seeing how God's relationship with humanity moves forward from the earlier covenants to the new covenant introduced by Jesus. New Testament writers quote from Isaiah more often than any other book except Psalms. The collection of Isaiah's oracles has eight major parts. The first part is set during a significant crisis in Judah's history. Israel and Syria, also known as Aram, have invaded Judah, and they intend to replace King Ahaz with a puppet king of their own. The Lord uses this occasion to file a covenant lawsuit against the people of Judah for the same injustice and insincere worship that doomed the northern kingdom of Israel. In the midst of the disaster, Isaiah foresees the birth of a godly king who will establish justice and bring peace to the land. While these oracles initially envision King Hezekiah, they also point to the long-term story of the coming Messiah. The oracles in the second part of the book address other nations and speak of future developments. The coming campaigns of the Assyrians, the rise of Babylon, the conquest of Judah, and the exile and return of God's people. In both the third and fifth parts, the perspective expands beyond individual nations. And in this section, as is so often done in the prophets, Isaiah first describes ruin, but then turns to restoration. This vision ultimately merges with the anticipated return of the Judean exiles and reveals the connection between the rescue of God's people and the renewal of God's good world. Even the wilderness and desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. In between these two sections, the fourth part of the book presents six oracles that announce what sorrow awaits Israel and Judah. These oracles come from the twenty-year period between Assyria's conquest of Israel and its invasion of Judah. A series of narratives in the sixth part of the book describe how God brought miraculous deliverance from the Assyrians when King Hezekiah trusted in him. However, They also foreshadow the eventual Babylonian conquest and exile. The seventh part describes the time in Babylon, over 150 years later. The Persian ruler Cyrus is about to conquer the Babylonians, and his policy in other lands is to allow exiled populations to return home. These long oracles are some of the most beautiful and encouraging in all of Scripture, assuring God's people that His word promising the end of exile will surely be accomplished as intended. These oracles also introduce a figure referred to as God's servant. The servant has a complex identity, likely referring initially to God's people, 
through whom God will continue to work to bring about His purposes. Ultimately, these servant songs point to the future Messiah, who will bring deliverance from the deepest exile of all, that of sin and death. The final part of the book speaks to an even later period, after the return from exile. Once again, the people of Judah need to be warned against injustice, oppression, and idolatrous worship. But these oracles also look beyond the return from exile to a restoration that is cosmic in scope. God's glory will radiate forth from Jerusalem in a fresh and powerful way. And Jerusalem will be a place of great joy in a new heavens and new earth. And so the book of Isaiah, which begins at a time when God's covenant with David was gravely threatened, traces the grand sweep of redemptive history and points forward to the climactic covenant brought by David's greatest descendant and to the inauguration of the new creation. The Prophet Isaiah These are the visions that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. He saw these visions during the years when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah. Listen, O heavens! Pay attention, earth! This is what the Lord says. The children I raised and cared for have rebelled against me. Even an ox knows its owner, and a donkey recognizes its master's care. But Israel doesn't know its master. My people don't recognize my care for them. Oh, what a sinful nation they are! Loaded down with a burden of guilt. They are evil people, corrupt children who have rejected the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on Him. Why do you continue to invite punishment? Must you rebel forever? Your head is injured and your heart is sick. You are battered from head to foot, covered with bruises, welts, and infected wounds, without any soothing ointments or bandages. Your country lies in ruins, and your towns are burned. Foreigners plunder your fields before your eyes and destroy everything they see. Beautiful Jerusalem stands abandoned like a watchman's shelter in a vineyard, like a lean-to in a cucumber field after the harvest like a helpless city under siege. If the Lord of Heaven's armies had not spared a few of us, we would have been wiped out like Sodom, destroyed like Gomorrah. Listen to the Lord, you leaders of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord? I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asked you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. 
I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. If you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. But if you turn away and refuse to listen, you will be devoured by the sword of your enemies. I, the Lord, have spoken. See how Jerusalem, once so faithful, has become a prostitute. Once the home of justice and righteousness, she is now filled with murderers. Once like pure silver, you have become like worthless slag. Once so pure, you are now like watered-down wine. Your leaders are rebels, the companions of thieves. All of them love bribes and demand payoffs, but they refuse to defend the cause of orphans or fight for the rights of widows. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, the Mighty One of Israel, says, I will take revenge on my enemies and pay back my foes. I will raise my fist against you. I will melt you down and skim off your slag. I will remove all your impurities. Then I will give you good judges again and wise counselors like you used to have. Then Jerusalem will again be called the home of justice and the faithful city. Zion will be restored by justice. Those who repent will be revived by righteousness. But rebels and sinners will be completely destroyed, and those who desert the Lord will be consumed. You will be ashamed of your idol worship in groves of sacred oaks. You will blush because you worshipped in gardens dedicated to idols. You will be like a great tree with withered leaves, like a garden without water. The strongest among you will disappear like straw. Their evil deeds will be the spark that sets it on fire. They and their evil works will burn up together, and no one will be able to put out the fire. This concludes today's Immerse Reading Experience. Thank you for joining us.